Welcome back, everybody. Chip every and Eric. Single person. Yeah, every single person. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Bible, Bible. <laughs> Eric, this is uh, a special. We're going through um, a, a new book today, and this probably a special book to you, I think. Why is that? Well, I'm guessing you can, you'll tell us. <laughs> if I read it. <laughs> yeah, it's back near the back of the Old Testament. Nahum, Micah, Nahum. I got it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going. Don't there worry. Yes. We're at the book of Micah today. The book of Micah. Yes. He should have joined us. Oh, yeah, that would have been a dream. Yeah. So my four-and-a-half-year-old son is named Micah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to his fifth birthday party. It's going to be great. Yeah. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic. I don't know why. I'll be there. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm always there. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You're always there. Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah. Hannah and I have always, both, always loved the name Micah. Okay. So it was a no-brainer. No-brainer. We uh, we wanted that. So, yeah, we're going to read the book of Micah today. Um, Seven chapters. We're going to do the whole book. Yeah, we're going to get all yeah. the way through it, and we can do that. Um, yeah, we can do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's only oh, six so pages. optimistic. It's good. We'll Excellent. do it. Let's get into it. Okay. Uh, I just want to say the first verse, the Lord gave this message to Micah of Morasheth. Yeah. Always wants me to say, always makes me want to say Moshareth because it's Micah of Moshareth. That is yeah. so good. Yeah, anyway. So the Lord gave this message to Micah of Morasheth during the years of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah when they were kings of Judah. The visions he saw concerned both Samaria and Jerusalem. So this is both Israel and Judah, northern and southern kingdoms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, grief over Samaria and Jerusalem. Attention! Let all the people of the world listen. Listening. Let the earth and everything in it hear. The sovereign Lord is making accusations against you. The Lord speaks from his holy temple. Look! The Lord is coming! He leaves his throne in heaven and tramples the heights of the earth. The mountains melt beneath his feet and flow into the valleys like wax in a fire, like water pouring down a hill. And why is this happening? Because of the rebellion of Israel. Yes, the sins of the whole nation. Who is to blame for Israel's rebellion? Samaria, its capital city. Where is the center of idolatry in Judah? In Jerusalem, its capital. So I, the Lord, will make the city of Samaria a heap of ruins. Her streets will be plowed up for planting vineyards. I will roll the stones of her walls into the valley below, exposing her foundations. All her carved images will be smashed. All her sacred treasures will be burned. These things were bought with the money earned by her prostitution, and they will now be carried away to pay prostitutes elsewhere. Therefore, I will mourn and lament. I will walk around barefoot and naked. I will howl like a jackal. Howl like a jackal. Howl! And I'll moan like an owl. There you go. <laughs> For my people wound is too deep to heal. It is reaching to Judah, even to the gates of Jerusalem. Don't tell our enemies in Gath. I won't. Don't weep at all. You people in Beth Leafra, roll in the dust to show your despair. Go ahead, roll in the dust. Oh my gosh, he's rolling in the dust. Why would you do it? Show my despair. That's gross. Okay. You people in Shafir, go as captives into exile, naked and ashamed. Mm -hmm. The people of Zanan dare not come outside their walls. The people in Beth Ezel mourn, for their house has no support. The people of Meroth anxiously wait for relief, but only bitterness awaits them as the Lord's judgment reaches even to the gates of Jerusalem. Harness your chariot horses and flee, you people of Lachish. You were the first city in Judah to follow Israel in her rebellion, and you led Jerusalem into sin. 
Send farewell gifts to Morasheth Gath. There is no hope of saving it. The town of Akzib has deceived the kingdoms of Israel. O people of Marashah, I will bring a conqueror to capture your town, and the leaders of Israel will go to Adullam. O people of Judah, shave your heads in sorrow. Good. Mm. Oh, you, yeah, Chip my, already did that. Yep, That's good. I did. <laughs> For the children you love will be snatched away. Make yourselves as bald as a vulture. I did. <laughs> For your little ones will be exiled to distant lands. This is Micah chapter 2. Yep. Judgment against wealthy oppressors. What sorrow awaits you who lie awake at night thinking of up evil plans? You rise at dawn and you hurry to carry them out simply because you have the power to do so. When you want a piece of land, you find a way to seize it. When you want someone's house, you take it by fraud and violence. You cheat a man of his property, stealing his family's inheritance. But this is what the Lord says. I will reward your evil with evil. You won't be able to pull your neck out of the noose. You will no longer walk around proudly, for it will be a terrible time. In that day, your enemies will make fun of you by singing this song of despair about you. Mm. We are finished, completely ruined. God has confiscated our land, taking it from us. He has given our fields to those who betray us. Others will set your boundaries. <laughs> the Lord's people will have to say... And now the land is divided. Okay. I'm not sure anyone's ever laughed through that verse before, Chip. I'm, I'm, I'm great at laughing through verses. True and false prophets. Don't say such things. Okay. The people respond, don't prophesy like that. Such disasters will never come our way. Should you talk that way, O family of Israel? Will the Lord's Spirit have patience with such behavior? If you would do what is right, you would find my words comforting. Yes, to this very hour, my people rise against me like an enemy. You steal the shirts right off the backs of those who trusted you. Marking, making them as ragged as men returning from battle. You have evicted women from their pleasant homes and forever stripped their children of all that God would give them. Up, be gone. This is no longer your land and home, for you have filled it with this sin and ruined it completely. Suppose a prophet full of lies would say to you, I'll preach to you the joys of wine and alcohol. Mm. That's just the kind of prophet you'd like. Absolutely. Hope for restoration. Someday, O Israel, I'll gather you. I'll gather the remnant who are left. I'll bring you together again like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. Yes, your land will again be filled with holy, with noisy crowds. Your leader will break out and lead you out of exile, out through the gates of the enemy cities, back to your own land. Your king will lead you. The Lord himself will guide you. Micah chapter 3, Judgment Against Israel's Leaders. I said, listen, you leaders of Israel, mm -hmm. you are supposed to know right from wrong, but you are the very ones who hate good and love evil. You skin my people alive and tear the flesh from their bones. Yes, you eat my people's flesh, strip off their skin and break their bones. You chop them up like meat for the cooking pot. Then you beg the Lord for help in times of trouble. Do you really expect him to answer? After all the evil you've done, he won't even look at you. This is what the Lord says. You false prophets are leading my people astray. You promise peace for those who give you food, but you declare war on those who refuse to feed you. Now the night will close around you, cutting off all your visions. Dark, darkness will cover you, putting an end to your predictions. The sun will set for you prophets, and your day will come to an end. Then you seers will be put to shame, and you fortune tellers, you'll be disgraced. And you will cover your faces because there is no answer from God. 
But as for me, I am filled with power, the Spirit of the Lord. I am filled with justice and strength to boldly declare Israel's sin and rebellion. Listen to me, you leaders of Israel. You hate justice and twist all that is right. You are building Jerusalem on a foundation of murder and corruption. You rulers make decisions based on bribes. You priests teach God's law only for a price. You prophets won't prophesy unless you are paid. Yet all of you claim to depend on the Lord. No harm can come to us, you say, for the Lord is here among us. Because of you, Mount Zion will be plowed like an open field. Jerusalem will be reduced to ruins. A thicket will grow on the heights where the temple now stands. This is Micah chapter 4, the Lord's future reign. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we'll walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go on out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will meditate or mediate between people and will settle disputes between strong nations far away. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation, nor train for war anymore. Everyone will live in peace and prosperity, enjoying their own grapevines and fig trees, for there will be nothing to fear. The Lord of heaven's armies has made this promise. Though the nations around us follow their idols, we will follow the Lord our God forever. Israel's Return from Exile In that coming day, says the Lord, I will gather those who are lame, those who have been exiles, and those whom I have filled with grief. Those who are weak will survive as a remnant. Those who were exiles will become a strong nation. Then I, the Lord, will rule from Jerusalem as their king forever. As for you, Jerusalem, the citadel of God's people, your royal might and power will come back to you again. The kingship will be restored to my precious Jerusalem. But why are you now screaming in terror? Have you no king to lead you? Have you, your wise people all died? Pain has gripped you like a woman in childbirth. Writhe and groan like a woman in labor, you people of Jerusalem. For now you must leave the city to live in the open country. You will soon be sent into exile to distant Babylon. But the Lord will rescue you there. He'll redeem you from the grip of your enemies. Now many nations have gathered against you. Let her be desecrated, they say. Let us see the destruction of Jerusalem. But they do not know the Lord's thoughts or understand his plan. These nations don't know that he is gathering them together to be beaten and trampled like sheaves of grain on a threshing floor. Rise up and crush the nations, O Jerusalem, says the Lord. For I will give you iron horns and bronze hooves so you can trample many nations to pieces. You will present their stolen riches to the Lord, their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. This is Micah chapter 5. Mobilize! Marshal your troops. The enemy is laying siege to Jerusalem. They will strike Israel's leader in the face with a rod. A ruler from Bethlehem. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, are only a small village among the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come to you on my behalf. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace. When the Assyrians invade our land and break through our defenses, we will appoint seven rulers to watch over us, eight princes to lead us, 
They will rule Assyria with drawn swords and enter the gates of the land of Nimrod. He will rescue us from the Assyrians when they pour over the borders to invade our land. The remnant purified. Then the remnant left in Israel will take their place among the nations. They will be like dew sent by the Lord, or like rain falling on the grass, which no one can hold back and no one can restrain. The remnant left in Israel will take their place among the nations. They will be like a lion among the animals of the forest, like a, young, a strong young lion among flocks of sheep and goats, pouncing and tearing as they go with no rescuer in sight. The people of Israel will stand up to their foes, and all their enemies will be wiped out. In that day, says the Lord, I'll slaughter your horses and destroy your chariots. I'll tear down your walls and demolish your defenses. I'll put an end to all witchcraft, and there will be no more fortune tellers. I'll destroy all your idols and sacred pillars, so you'll never again worship the work of your own hands. I will abolish your idol shrines with their Asherah poles and destroy your pagan cities. I'll pour out my vengeance on all the nations that refuse to obey me. This is Micah chapter 6, the Lord's case against Israel. Listen to what the Lord is saying. Stand up and state your case against me. Let the mountains and hills be called to witness your complaints. And now, O mountains, listen to the Lord's complaint. He has a case against his people. He will bring charges against Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? What have I done to make you tired of me? Answer me. For I brought you off of Egypt and redeemed you from slavery. I sent Moses, Aaron, and Miriam to help you. Don't you remember, my people, how King Balak of Moab tried to have you cursed and how Balaam, son of Beor, blessed you instead? And remember your journey from Acacia Grove to Gilgal, when I, the Lord, did everything I could to teach you about my faithfulness. What can we bring to the Lord? Should we bring him burnt offerings? Should we bow before God Most High with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer him thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Israel's guilt and punishment. Fear the Lord if you are wise. His voice calls to everyone in Jerusalem. The armies of destruction are coming. The Lord is sending them. What shall I say about the homes of the wicked filled with the treasures gained by cheating? What about the disgusting practice of measuring out grain with dishonest measures? How can I tolerate your merchants who use dishonest scales and weights? The rich among you have become wealthy through extortion and violence. Your citizens are so used to lying that their tongues can no longer tell the truth. Therefore, I'll wound you. I'll bring you to ruin for all your sins. You will eat but never have enough. Your hunger pangs and your emptiness will remain. And though you try to save your money, it'll come to nothing in the end. You'll save a little, but I'll give it to those who conquer you. You will plant crops but not harvest them. You'll press your olives but not get enough oil to anoint yourselves. You will trample the grapes but get no juice to make your wine. You will keep only the flaws of evil of evil King Omri, you will follow only the example of wicked King Ahab. Therefore, I will make an example of you, bringing you to complete ruin. You will be treated with contempt, mocked by all who see you. Micah chapter 7, misery turned to hope. How miserable I am! I feel like the fruit picker after the harvest who can find nothing to eat. 
Not a cluster of grapes or a single early fig can be found to satisfy my hunger. The godly people have all disappeared. Not one honest person is left on earth. They are all murderers, setting traps even for their own brothers. Both their hands are equally skilled at doing evil. Officials and judges alike demand bribes. The people with great with influence get what they want, and together they scheme to twist justice. Even the best of them is like a briar. The most honest is as dangerous as a hedge of thorns. But your judgment day is coming swiftly now. Your time of punishment is here, a time of confusion. Don't trust anyone, not your best friend or even your wife. For the son despises his father. The daughter defies her mother. The daughter-in-law defies her mother-in-law. Your enemies are right in your own household. As for me, I look to the Lord. I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me. And my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. I will be patient as the Lord punishes me, for I have sinned against him. But after that, he'll take my case and give me justice for all, all that I've suffered from my enemies. The Lord will bring me into light, and I'll see his righteousness. Then my enemies will see that the Lord is on my side. They will be ashamed that they taunted me, saying, So where is the Lord that that God of yours. With my own eyes, I'll see their downfall. They will be trampled like mud in the streets. In that day, Israel, your cities will be rebuilt and your borders will be extended. People from many lands will come to honor you. From Assyria all the way down, all the way to the towns of Egypt, from Egypt all the way to the Euphrates River, and from distant seas and mountains. But the land will become empty and desolate because of the wickedness of those who live there. The Lord's compassion on Israel. O Lord, protect your people with your shepherd's staff. Lead your flock, your special possession. Though they live alone in the thicket on the heights of Mount Carmel, let them graze in the fertile pastures of Bashan and Gilead, as they did long ago. Yes, says the Lord, I will do mighty miracles for you, like those I did when I rescued you from slavery in Egypt. All the nations of the world will stand amazed at what the Lord will do for you. They'll be embarrassed at their feeble power. They'll cover their mouths in silent awe, deaf to everything around them. Like snakes crawling from their holes, they'll come out to meet the Lord our God. They'll fear him greatly, trembling in terror at his presence. Where is another God like you, who pardons the guilt of the remnant, overlooking the sins of his special people? You will not stay angry with your people forever, because you delight in showing unfailing love. Once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. You will show us your faithfulness and unfailing love, as you promised to our ancestors, Abraham and Jacob, long ago. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's Amos. Nope. Or my Amos. <laughs> yeah. Amos. That's Micah. That we is finished Micah. Micah. We finished Micah in 18 minutes. Yeah, that, oh. was, that was a long one. But it was a good one. It was a long one, but a good one. Yep. Okay. So. Oh, where is Jesus and so what? That's right. A couple really easy where's Jesus is, 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 is in here. I'll do the so what. I really, I, I got some things here, but I, I really like the, the heading on chapter 7. Misery turned to hope. Mm-hmm. That is great. Love it. That is so good. I think that's good for all of us. You know, we, we're living in misery. We're living in tough times. And just like he did um, for Israel and Judah, he can do for all of us. He can turn our misery into hope. And, and then I turn to verse 19 of chapter 7 where it says, Once again, you'll have compassion on us. Mm-hmm. You'll trample our sins under your feet. That is awesome. 
because you know we've messed up they messed up god brought judgment he wasn't happy with them he had to deal with them but yet at the end of the day we may ne- must never forget especially as we read through the old testament that god is a god of compassion mm-hmm. and he wants to trample our sins under his feet he doesn't want to trample us because he would crush us out he loves us but he wants to trample our sins under his feet because he loves us and if we get to the point where we wake up and and allow god the holy spirit to just convict us and show us and we stop what we're doing and we turn around we come back home to god you know he just welcomes us home loves us and and maybe that's the so what for you today is that god in this reading and during this time he has revealed some sins in your life as you've read about the sins of Israel and Judah and others that have come on the scene and God has revealed some things to you like oh man that's me oh I struggle with that you know the good news is God wants to trample your sins as well under his feet Mm -hmm. as you turn to him and you can do that just name those sins to God confess them and enjoy enjoy grace mercy and forgiveness and as you come under his protection as you yield to him and trust him. So that's the so what today. That's awesome. I love that. That misery turn to hope chapter. Yeah. The, uh, the turnaround verse is verse 7. And that is like my verse for Micah. My son oh, Micah. there you go. Yep. As I'm going to start. I love it. As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me. And my God will certainly hear me. Mm-hmm. And I just love that verse. That's my favorite verse in this whole uh book that's very good because it is like you said it's misery turned to hope it's it's the turnaround moment yeah, the for turn that. around so okay so where's jesus there's a couple really easy ones i'm gonna go with an easy one because um i think if we don't talk if i always talk about the ones that are kind of complicated or are deep cuts that you have to really so i just think uh micah chapter 5 verse 2 but you o bethlehem and ephrathah you are only a small village among the people of judah yet a ruler of israel whose origins are in the distant past will come from you on my behalf Hmm. and so i think that that verse has so many complex and deep and rich theological statements that Jesus didn't need to come from Jerusalem. He didn't need to come from the big city. He didn't need to come from the powerful nations outside of Israel. He needed to come from Israel, the, the small nation, as the Bible says. He didn't need to come from a big city. And his origins are in the distant past. So I just think that that is just such an amazing little verse yeah. about the little origins of the great king of Israel, the eternal God who would become man and rule over Israel for all of eternity. So, just, And the yeah. rest of the world, too, along with it. The little things can make a big difference. Yes, and God God chooses that. He chooses this origin. Yeah. That's the amazing thing. So that's where Jesus is in this text. He's all over the place, of course. Yes. But that's one for you today. Take it with you. Yep. Hey, we appreciate you. I love you guys so much. Thanks for following us. Share this with friends and family. And join us tomorrow as we read to you once again. We will. Goodbye.